Hello world and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Freisel, and this month my very special guest is co-host of the Narc Party Podcast and the OJ of eBay because he's killing it, Chris Roberts. How you doing, Chris? That's good, man. I like that. You the like OJ that? of eBay. Yeah. Killing the game. You're killing um, the game. <laughs> I will never confess, though, and pretend like I wasn't confessing. How messed up was that, right? Did you watch it? <laughs> I got it on my DVR. I haven't watched it yet. For but who... I, I, re I remember seeing the a reading about it. Like, they released excerpts years ago of yeah. what he said. Like, yeah. some of it leaked out. It's like, what a f scumbag, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for the curse words, everybody. I will refrain. Sorry about that. You're going to make me go in I, and bleep them. You're yeah, a regular low burden over here. I Mario coin on that one. Sorry about that. How Family you? friendly show. Yeah, this is for Duke and his kids, all right? You keep it PG-13 at best. <laughs> My bad, Duke. Uh, so, you know, I was joking there. I said you're the co-host of Narc Party. I mean, I'm not joking because that is true. But I really should mention you're the new host of Dollar Dorks, or one of the new hosts, or the new co-host. I don't know. Explain what's going on there. Yeah, I was a guest on. Well, you were on the guest with me. Yeah, and so, I clearly surprise, surprise. I you. wasn't uh, invited to to host. Well, because I clearly outshined you. I mean, it's obvious to the podcast listeners across the world. Um, so he just had to have me back on. No, I mean Derek reached. Well. Yeah. Anyways, Derek reached out and asked if I want to be a part of it. I said, yeah, I enjoy talking eBay. I enjoy talking. Well, I just enjoy talking, let's be honest. You know, get yeah. me on these things. No, you clearly me. deserved it more than me. I was so just flapping my gums and saying nonsense the whole time I was on that podcast. You actually had, like, <laughs> tips. I was clawing and scraping the bottom of the barrel to come up with anything to stay in the conversation. Well, hey, you know. Hey, and yet you're a paid Hollywood actor. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we all can't be the Michael J. Fox of infomercials. What is it you do again? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Michael J. Fox of infomercials. <laughs> if we were, if we were uh, Retro Fandango, that would be the name of the episode. The Michael J. Fox right? of infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who don't know, I guess I should explain the OJ of eBay. Chris is uh what what would you call yourself a reseller sure yeah you're a reseller extraordinaire he goes around I, to these yard I, I sales i buy crap and sell it yeah yeah you buy stuff super cheap you're always posting it on uh on your instagram and then you, you post what you sold it for and it's like always crazy i mean you you always make like a thousand percent profit on everything you buy well that's my goal you know to Buy something for a penny and sell it for seven thousand dollars. That's yeah. my that's my agenda. Hey, question though. I, I I am curious about this. I can't remember if we talked about this when we were on Dollar Dorks. So speaking of eBay, what is the thing you've made the most money on? Where you bought it for really cheap and you sold it for a ton? Do you know? Yeah, I bought a camera lens, which it was about. I guess. Well, I bought it. In a combo, I bought it with a camera for $110. No, I mean, I'm sorry. I bought it for uh, $30 total. Okay. The camera lens, another lens. The camera came with a lens, and then it, I, I bundled in a bigger lens, and it cost me 30 bucks. I sold the Canon camera with the standard lens for 110 
And then I sold the other lens for like 655 bucks. Whoa. So, and you got that all for 30? For 30, it's probably not the highest percentage. I mean, I, I'm sure I bought something for like a dime and sold it for right. $200 or something like that. So I mean, it's probably something that was a higher percentage, but that was a that was probably that but was my straight highest up dollar dollar bills. That's pretty big. Yeah, and I bought my Flintstones with that. So, ah. and you pretty dynamo. much fund your whole collection from eBay, or I or I pay myself back. Right, like I'll buy it with paycheck money, and then oh, I see, and then pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and just that's pay smart. Yourself back. I do not do that. I just spend all my money, and then I'm poor. Well, hey. That's the way it is when you live in the fast lane in Hollywood. It's the life I chose, bro. It's the life I chose. But we're not <laughs> here to talk about eBay. That's for Save that for dollar dorks. No, we're here to talk about portable gaming. This is CC Portable, after all. And for this month, we didn't even actually play a game. We played a system. We went all out. And that system was voted by you, loyal listeners, for our first ever March Madness poll. I, you know, I didn't want to do the standard game. I wanted to shake things up a bit. And it would just just see what you guys wanted to play as a system. So I, I, I put up a bunch of stuff. You guys voted. You picked the Nintendo DS and the Nintendo 3DS, which may have been a little bit of overkill in hindsight. Um, but that's what you guys chose. And so you had a whole bunch of stuff that you could choose to play. You could do the Game Boy Advance, the DS, the 3DS, the DSi, uh, and eShop. So there's there's tons of stuff. To play, uh, so I gotta ask Chris, what what did you play? Don't say the game you played. The just... game you just want to know the system. Yeah, which system did you play on? Right, I I initially was gonna cheat and play a I was gonna play a GBA game on a DS system, but I thought you know what I want to stick system per system, whatever okay. it is. So sure. I I went with the 3DS. A 3DS, interesting. Okie dokie. Well, I did cheat and did the GBA. <laughs> right. Because it was at my disposal, baby. You guys voted. You guys gave it to me. That was, you guys gave me a gift, <clears throat> you know? Uh, and now, I, is that I, really just because you're too broke to actually buy a 3DS? I have a 3DS. Look. Oh. Look. I'll show you right now. See that? But is it the new 3DS? All right. You don't got to rub it in my face, bro. I'm too poor okay. <laughs> to afford a new 3DS. Actually, uh, you know who has a new 3DS? Uh, Layla. Or well, girlfriend. Of she's, yeah. She's got class. Of course she does. Mm-hmm. She always has the better thing over me. You know, she's, <laughs> I have a regular Game Boy Advance without, even, without the backlight. She's got an SP. Oh, man. I know. Dude, step it up. I know, and I'm always borrowing her stuff to play. Like, see, I got the, the SP sitting over there. But anyway, back to the DS. So March Madness, we chose the DS, the 3DS. Let's give you a little history on the systems. Usually I give you a little history on the game that we're playing. Let's do the systems. Now this is crazy because there's like a million iterations of the DS and 3DS. So we're going to go through them and it's going to be funny. So first up, we got the Nintendo DS. This was originally released in North America on November 21st, 2004, just in time for the holidays. That's what Nintendo likes to do. Now, if you remember this one, this one was the big, bulky one uh, that, that, I don't know, how would you describe its, its shape? It was very blobby. Yeah, very bulky, 
very Nintendo first gen. Yeah, definitely. Like it, they, the design like wasn't quite there yet. Right. Um, I mean, it, obvious... it's what it's Nintendo's deal. They, every system when it comes out, it's it's bulky, and they eventually shrink it down, and it can fit. You could keister it into a jail if you had to. Yeah, exactly. And the DS, which obviously stands for dual screen, it took its inspiration from the Game and Watch. I think everybody is kind of aware of that. Um, and then. So that came out in 2004. On March 2nd, 2006, Nintendo released the DS Lite, uh, which to me, that's the, the cream of the crop for the DSs. And I think most people would agree. It's got a sleek design. It's a nice rectangular shape. Uh, folds up nice. Um, fits right in your Backlit. pocket. Uh, it still has the, th- the Game Boy Advance feature. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, just, it's great. I love that system. 100% agree. It's it's definitely the best one out of them. I never had the DSi, so I'm not quite sure what the improvement was. I think they added the camera to it, so that might... I guess there might be an argument for the DSi, but to me, the DS Lite was the best one. What a fantastic segue, Chris, because you're right. On November 1st, 2008, so we got kind of a, a theme going here. Every two years, we get a new system. Uh, the DSi came out. November 1st, 2008. And now this removed the Game Boy Advance backwards compatibility, which to me sucks. Uh, All you could play was DS games or DSi games. And Chris, do you know how many games were released exclusively for the DSi? Nine. Are you just taking a guess? Yeah, that was just a guess. But I wanted to be confident in case I was right. Well, you're you're not far off. Three. Three games... were released for the DSi. Do I have them here right in front of me? Absolutely not, but I'm looking them (laughs) up as we speak. Oh, I thought you actually literally had them there. I was like, Oh, no, no, no. Uh, It's got to be, one of them's got to be kind of like a a cooking mama or a a Barbie horse or something. One of them's got to be a bad girl game, right? There's two that were unreleased. One was originally scheduled for October 31st, 2010. It doesn't say if it was released or not. I'm going to assume it was not released, but there are three official North American releases. We got Photo Showdown, which I believe mm-hmm. uses the camera, DSi. We got mm-hmm. Picture Perfect Hair Salon. See? I knew it was a girl game. I was yep. close. Girl game. Called it right there. And then the last one is called System Flaw, which I guess is an action shooter game, according to Wikipedia. It's interesting that when they bring up the failed Nintendo consoles that this one's never talked about. I mean, I don't know if it failed overall. They, they might have still been selling them because you could still play DS games. But well, yeah, because it's yeah, exactly, because you could still play DS games. But yeah, I mean, this was technically did worse than the Virtual Boy. Oh, right. I would imagine they didn't sell because after that they probably went into uh, probably the DS. Uh, 2DS, 3DS, XL, or, you know, they probably started moving into that. It couldn't have took that. I know you probably have the answer to that, but I can't imagine they waited much longer. Well, as far as release? Right, like after the DSi, they, you know, they probably Well, the DSi, like I said, came out in 2008, and it wouldn't be until March 27th, 2011. 2011, so they they try to write it out. Yeah. But, you know, in that meantime, how many spe- – well, they do, they really weren't on the special editions that much either during that time. That's weird. So they really try to ride it out, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Because the special um, editions really started kicking in with the 3DS. It did, yes. You got like a million designs for that one. So the 3DS <laughs> came out, and this is where it gets crazy now. <laughs> Listen to this. So 2011, 3DS uh, comes out. And then August 19th, 2012, one year later, the 3DS XL comes out. Mm-hmm. You still with me? And then yep. uh, on October 12th, 2013, the next year, the 2DS is released, which introduced the wedge design. So it's right. all no, no more folding screen uh and then the new nintendo 3ds this is where it starts getting confusing was released february <laughs> right. 13th 2015 and then the standard version of the new nintendo 3ds uh so so they sorry they got rid of the 3d right oh my gosh i forgot something no 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 okay so the new nintendo 3ds xl came out in february 13th 2015 and then the standard version came after it which is strange on September 25th, 2015. Woo! So uh, that the, the, the new 3DS added the C-Stick. Um, mm-hmm. I think it added a better uh, camera to track your eyes for the 3D. And it had the, the Amiibo Reader built in. And it had the Amiibo Reader built in. Those were the big ones. I'm sure there's some other smaller differences, uh, but that was, that was the, the big ones. Um, and but that then, Amiibo Reader was pretty big because the that, Amiibo yes. were- really hot at the time because before that you need to have an nfc reader that, which i own for uh, my regular 3ds um oh this was another big one on the new nintendo 3ds you could also download super nintendo titles from the eShop. couldn't do that before okay probably uh, have more memory or something too probably yeah and then finally the new nintendo 2ds xl was released <laughs> july 28th 2017 Jesus. So the uh, this DS from the original DS all the way up to the 2DS XL has had quite a quite a life. I mean, if you're a console collector, you got a lot to collect. Yeah, you did. There was definitely a lot of versions of it released. A lot of really cool ones, like uh, the the Nintendo, like the throwback NES model, yep. the Majora's Mask, yep. the new Me- the Metroid one was recent. Of course, what, several what, Pokemon have, editions. Chris? I have uh, the Majora's Mask. Ooh, sexy! I have, yeah. uh, I have just regular black. I'm boring. I'll tell you a quick, quick, quick little story about a 3DS. I went to a yard sale, and this isn't to hype my eBay here. Went to a yard sale, and the uh, the guy I went through, I found a couple items I like, and off to the side, I saw this box with all the stuff in it. And I was like, well, what's over there? And he goes, oh, that's all garbage. You can have anything over there that you find. And like a toy caught my eye, so I walked over to it, and it was nothing. It was garbage. But when I looked into the garbage, there was a it was a 3DS in there, uh, XL, just sitting in the trash. And I was like, well, he said I can have anything that was in the garbage, so I just took it, and uh, it was fine. And at that time, worked perfect. At that time, uh GameStop was having a very generous uh, trade-in policy. They paid you almost exactly what a new 3DS, almost. It was like a $30, excuse me, a $30 difference. And most of that $30 was because I had to buy a plug because I didn't have a plug to turn in because you had to trade in everything. You had to come with a plug and all that. So anyways, I ended up trading it in, paid the $30 difference, and got a brand new new 3DS, uh, the Zelda edition. Wow. Yeah, that's anyway, crazy. Side tangent, but yeah, found it in the trash. 
and it just worked perfectly. Which one was There's it? There's nothing wrong with it. It was a blue one, just just a blue right. uh, 3DS XL. It was really nice. I mean, I thought about keeping it, but when I saw the trade-in, I was like, well. That is so Chris cool. Roberts. Well. <laughs> just finds something expensive in the trash and flips it. That's where I find most of my women. You have a gift. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, moving on. So that's the history. That's the history of the DS and the 3DS. And so now I have a big question. And my big question for this episode, Chris, is will March Madness be a success or a failure? Actually, I should rephrase that. Was March Madness a success or a failure? And I really didn't know how this was going to go down. Because I knew you were going to be here. So I knew at the very least we were going to have two games we could talk about. But I didn't okay. know what we would get from everyone else. And I got to say, uh, I think we got... A, a fair amount. I'm actually pretty impressed. So, uh, but but let's let's get into it. Let's start talking about these games. That's what that's what this is all about. Let's let's celebrate all these games we played. So let me ask you, ladies first, Chris. Chat me up. What game did you play on your 3ds? I played the Ultimate NES Remix, and oh. it wasn't exclusive to the system. And they also released it on the Wii U, mm-hmm. but. Um, I bought that too, and I've actually never even played it on the Wii U because at the time I was having memory issues, and I don't know, I never got around to it. You just forgot but about it? Kind of. Well, I got on 3DS, and I just like, I don't know, I'm going to put in the same time playing the same levels. I don't know. There might be something exclusive about the other one I'm not aware of, so if anybody knows, like, okay, you got me. But No, you just you, I, said I re- you, you, you said you were having memory issues, and I said you forgot about it? Oh, sorry. Totally missed the joke. <laughs> I'm also having comprehension issues. Um, <laughs> no, but um, if we're, we're going to get into it, right? Yeah, we're lay it down. Get, get, explain the game. <clears throat> well, it, as a, in a way, it's it's almost like um like a speed runner kind of game, sort of. But it's a it's a bunch of mini games. Um, it what, essentially like all right. Let's say you're playing the Mario levels. Okay, it has several different kind of levels you could play. You could play uh, something from Mario, Super Mario Brothers, regular Mario Brothers, uh, Metroid, Zelda. You essentially unlock more games as you go on, like classic Nintendo games. Right. It's all little snippets of classic Nintendo games, but there's a bunch of them that's already open. But So, like, let's say you want to play a Metroid level. So you play Metroid, and a, and a sub box will open up that'll have maybe, like, ten, like the further, the more... You gain stars, right? And the more you gain, the more stuff opens up. So it's you know it's not that. And and um, you uh, you want to beat the level quickly and without losing uh, life. Like so, you'll get like three three lives or three hearts or, or depending on which one you're playing. Zelda might give you more. Some of them might give you a little more. But essentially, you get penalized if you die. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the reward is to to do it perfect and do as quick as possible. That's your ultimate goal: is to try to try to play it fast and to get through this little mini. And they're all small. I mean, it's all like stuff that might be like a minute or less, or thirty seconds or less. Uh, like balloon, and then they'll have different challenges. Like you could play a balloon fight, and it'll be like pop ten balloons or mm-hmm. uh, get rid of the imposters. So like there'll be guys on the screen, and one of them you'll just go through, and the other one will be the real one. So. So that, you know, it's just different goals. And then there's a remix levels that open up where you'll play a Mario level, but you'll be Link or you'll play Donkey Kong and you'll be Link or, you know, stuff like that. So it's it's really neat, man. It, it has like a 
kind of like a not a homebrew, but like kind of like a hack feel to it. You know, yeah. like when they take games and they'll hack it. In you know they'll put like Link and Super Mario Brothers or Sonic and Super sure. Mario Brothers yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But Nintendo so did it themselves. Right. So they 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 kind of got in on the hacking and and the speed running. And there's like speed run challenges. Um, there's like a maybe they took the inspiration to that Mario run that I never played that was on iOS where you're it's like the constant right. The endless I, there's a name for those games where you're you're constantly being pushed forward. You endless can't stop runner. or move back. They're called endless, endless runners. runners. Right. There you go. So they have an endless runner stage on that, and it's pretty cool, man. Like I, I really, I dug it, and it's definitely a, a pick up and play. Yeah, I have played this as well. Uh, I do own it actually, um, and it's yeah, it's just a bunch of it's a mini game game. There's there's yep. not if you're looking for more than that, you will be disappointed because it's just a bunch of mini games, and yep. it's no got story, a very none. easy pick up and play ability to it. Um, do, do, do you have any critiques if you were to critique it? Uh, like on a negative end of it. Yeah. Um, I felt some of it got a little repetitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's like, you know, you're only like a fraction of a second or two off and it's like, it's penalizing you. It's like, you have to be too perfect on some portions of it. I kind of felt like that was like a, it felt, it felt like a chore. Some of it felt like a chore. Yeah, you know, and, that, and to me, that's that. That'd be my harshest look on is like, eh, this kind of feels like I, I. Some of it, I felt like I wasn't having fun. I was just doing it just to get it over with. Yeah, that would be the harshest look at. But I, I felt like there was more fun to it. I definitely, I really liked the fact that it was, it was a way like a Nintendo kind of a nod to the retro gamers. You know what I mean? Like they know they they know that this market, this collecting market, is really big. They know that there's this. It's not underground anymore, but that there was this underground scene that kind of rose to prominence, you know, whether it's through YouTube or sales on eBay, whatever. You know what I mean? So I kind of felt like that was like their little nod at it. Like, yeah, we see you guys out there. Here's kind of a flashback for you, you know. It was almost a precursor to the NES Classic Edition. Yep. Um, I wonder if it was kind of a litmus test for that. Like, let's see how well this does. And based on that, you know, maybe we'll do this NES Classic thing. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I, clearly, Nintendo was trying to capitalize on the retro uh, craze coming back. I, I think that, and, and I, I, I agree with your uh, your assessment on that. It probably was a litmus test, and it was probably another way of like, well, they're seeing all these other people make money off of their old properties, whether it's through the hacks or the homebrews mm-hmm. or the repros or you know, the resellers on eBay, whatever, they're seeing this happening. They're not getting any of that money. I mean, they go after some people, like the they did a Metroid reimagining or a... Right, right, they shut sequel. down that they remake. Sh- they shut that down. So they, they, they go after some. They don't go after others, like um, the Mother fan translation. It seems like that got a pass, but others don't. So they seem to pick and choose who they're going to attack, but I think, I mean, it was definitely on their radar. They got it. Yeah. They knew something was happening. They wanted a piece of it, and I think this was like, like you said, the precursor to the classic plug-and-play editions that they released. So on a scale from one to five, one being terrible, five being perfect, where would you rate this? I want to say a four, but um, I, I would I would say it's a very high three, if that makes any sense. Like, it's definitely better than average. I I, def, I think I just don't think it'll appeal to everybody. But mm-hmm. I 
I, I think it's a very, very solid three-ish. You know what I mean? A little higher than a three, but not quite a four. If you want to say it's a four, I can probably agree with that, too. I, I would just say I was kind of hoping for something a little more, but, you know, I did like it, and it was definitely worth the price. And the price was, the price point was good. Absolutely. Well, there you go. That's Ultimate NES Remix for the 3DS. You want to hear what I played? Absolutely. Well, I played Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure on the Game Boy Advance on the Nintendo DS. Have you ever played this game? I have never even watched a Dragon Ball episode. Okay, well then, it might not appeal to you because... I did watch Dragon Ball. I'm a huge Dragon yeah. Ball fan. And th- this game, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, this game does it right. I mean, it really sticks close to the story of, of Dragon Ball and um, super faithful. Uh, it's a beat 'em up and it's a little bit more on the expensive end. I mean, it goes for like 30 right. to 40 bucks. Good. Um, it's a definitely a good resell. I've I've actually sold one of them before, and yeah. I was surprised. And the reason I picked it is kind of because I don't see this being a game that we do for CC Portable for the game of the month. It's the game right. I wanted to play, um, but I think it you you, you kind of do need to be a Dragon Ball fan to really appreciate it. That aside, it's a fantastic beat 'em up. I mean, this is up there. It it does. Everything you love about good beat 'em ups correctly, and I think it adds a few more things. Like, uh, for instance, so you got different types of levels. You got uh, your regular long platforming type beat 'em up levels, and they do add in a lot more platforming than just walking down a street beating up all the guys. So you, you jump, you uh, you do all the platforming. They're fairly long. Uh, you got boss fights, so that's you're kind of stuck on a single screen and you're fighting them. And uh, the mechanics, it's not just button mashing there are different techniques you can do and that you learn throughout the game uh that gives it a little bit of depth so the boss fights become really fun you got flying levels you know if you know dragon ball you know goku has his little flying nimbus cloud you have some like kind of shoot 'em up type levels they're not very long but they're fun um and you even have some mini game type levels when you're training i would uh say these are akin to you know in um Street Fighter, uh, where you have to beat up the car. Yeah. Or you yeah. have to break the ice blocks. It's similar to that type, like just a quick little mini game. That I one's more just button mashing or running back and forth yeah. and punching, whatever. Uh, but tons of variety. And I haven't actually beaten a game yet. It's, it's a lot longer than I, I thought it would be. Uh, I tell you that much. And, but I believe it goes up through the King Piccolo saga for all you Dragon Ball fans out there. Chris, Chris <laughs> is looking at me like, what are you talking about? Uh, so King imagine there's... I thought this was a family, family, family friend. <laughs> imagine there's five uh, seasons of Dragon Ball. This goes up through season four. That's pretty awesome. So, so you would say this, this game gives a, like, a lot of fan service. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it follows the story. You know, you, you start off, you're, you're trying to get the Dragon Balls, you're meeting Bulma and Oolong, you're, uh, you know, fighting Emperor Pilaf, and then you go to train with Master Roshi, then you go to the World Martial Arts Tournament, and then you're, you know, you're fighting the Red Ribbon Army. It's so fun. I, I, and, and honestly, for you beat-em-up fans out there, seek it out, because it is so worth it. I, I'm gushing. I'm gushing. I gotta stop now. 
<laughs> no, I, you got me sold. I didn't realize it was a beat em up. I probably would have played it before I sold it. I thought it was going to be something Pokemon ish or something. No, no. I, I didn't. I had no clue. Right. And, well, you know, most DBZ games or Dragon Ball games are like fighting games. But D- Dragon Ball, the show, was much more based on adventure than it was the fighting aspect. So I think the Dragon Ball centric games are much more adventure oriented. Um, you right. know, you got Dragon Ball Origins, Origins 2 on the DS. Um, I'm trying to think any other Dragon Ball specific games off the top of my head. That's all that's coming to me. Uh, but this is great. So seek it out. Uh, out of five for a beat em up. Uh, oh, this is tough. I'm. I want to give it a five, but I don't know if it's perfect. I'll give it a four. A, a high four. That that's still very high praise for because a lot of times beat 'em ups become repetitive. They they don't add a lot. You know what I mean? Like it's they're. I I I like that. That's 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 a really good recommendation. I mean, if it's a four, that, I think that's definitely worth picking up. And it's a high four. I'm I'm yeah. Hesitant to give it a five because I don't want to just willy nilly hand out fives. Sure, five should need mean to be something saved for the best of yeah. the best. And while. I love this game. It didn't give me those tingles and jingles that I get when I play something like a Super Metroid for the first time. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. I There's hear that you. special something you just feel inside you where you're like, this is fantastic. Um, and I didn't quite get that from this game, but that's not to take away from how awesome it is. But you know what? That's okay, though, because I mean, that is really, it's really hard to achieve that in a portable game to get what you're talking like with the i mean it, it can it can happen but a lot of times there's that limitations with the portable game so if it's getting a high four that's that's pretty good yeah absolutely and that's what me and chris played and now here's where the madness part comes in because we asked you guys to jump online and tell us what you were playing and we did get some responses can you believe that chris we got some responses of course little- man you Dude, you're big. The little podcast that could. Is, Dude, you're the award-winning podcast that hasn't won, won an award. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so let's jump to the forums, the Cartridge Club forums, which I implore you to go check out if you are part of the Cartridge Club. It's a great way to interact with everybody, share your thoughts on a multitude of things, not just the games of the month, but, uh, you know, we got games. Uh, you got the trading post if you want to buy, sell, trade stuff. Uh, tons of stuff. That's at www.cartridgeclub.org. There, I got that plug out of the way. Now we're going to the forums for CC Portable. And uh, so we got a few people who jumped in. The first of which is Buried on Mars. Thank you, Buried on Mars. And this is, I'm literally reading what he wrote. He said, I grabbed Battleship for the DS last night, thinking it would be similar to the board game. Instead, it is more like a tactical turn-based game. Only played the first two missions, but I'm liking it more than I thought I would so far. I'll keep you all posted and see if I stick with it. And then he never posted again. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, but I did not know this about Battleship on the DS, and it sounds actually pretty fun. I'm, I just recently kind of got into tactical games. Do you play tactical games, Chris? I played a few. Um... I, I like the sound of this because I am a fan of Battleship. Like, you know, that's something that kind of, you know, growing up in my era, the, you always saw those commercials. You sank my Battleship. And oh, yeah. so, I mean, it was just a fun board game to play. And uh, there was a Game Boy version of Battleship, um, but it's called Radar Mission. 
It's it's they just ripped off Battleship. That's what that is. Radar mission. Yes, I'm pretty oh. sure. I, I I'm I hope I'm right on this. I I think I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And I always like that. So I you know I I could see getting into this, and I can get into tactical in this. I, I some tactical games could be monotonous. I'm not saying any, but you know Godzilla two for the NES really sucks. But <laughs> <laughs> um. It, 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 I like it. I, I like the sound of it, and I definitely will, you know, unless Kevin comes back with a real terrible uh, critique on it. But, you know, Kevin doesn't really have any taste, so I think I'll try it anyway. Those are some harsh words for Mars over there you just slung. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> nah, have any he's, taste. He's my, Well, he does. He has Canadian taste. <laughs> he does have Canadian taste. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. There's another good Metro I, Fandango... Uh, the title for their episode canadian canadian taste, taste right <laughs> uh and then uh, so that's what so uh, buried on mars thank you thank you for posting that actually uh, battleship sounds like it's pretty fun so let us know back in the forums what you thought if you kept playing it um next up we got self-destructo do you know who this is by the way I mean, I've I've communicated with him on Twitter. I'm, I'm yeah, not I familiar with him all the time, and I'm yeah, I see it all the time. Initially, I used to confuse him with with Joe on the podcast of the year podcast. Start to continue, yeah, because he's the Destructicon, the DC oh, right. Destruct- AC, uh, AC, AC Destructicon, and for whatever reason, like when you just glance him, for, for me, anyways, these names started bleeding together. But um, it's I see AC him on Instagram. First off, I'm gonna correct you just so Joe is happy. AC Decepticon. I'm sorry, Joe, because you know it's angry Canadian Decepticon is what it stands for. But I can understand where you got confused. Right, AC Decepticon and Self Destructo. They are completely different words. I get that, but for whatever reason, I combined them in my brain at one point. So I thought they were the same person until I started paying closer attention, and I noticed they're completely two different people. And uh, this guy seems cool. I like to get to know him more. And um, other than, you know, we do, like I say, we interact on Twitter and Instagram. So seems like a good guy and interested to see what he picked. Well, that's funny you should bring that up, Chris, because as you know, I usually have my guests read a little something for us. And Uh I would love if you would do me the honor of reading what Self-Destructo wrote about the game he played on uh, for March Madness. All right. Well, it looks like he chose a game called Spirit Camera, the Cursed Memoir, um, for the new 2DS XL on March 6th. I don't know if I was supposed to read that part. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) It's all there. So Um, he had fun playing this one. It's an okay game that could have been a great game. It's more or less an augmented uh, reality ghost story. It's the first AR game that I've ever played. Basically, you get a 15-page diary with the game, and you interact with it throughout the story like you would one of those 3DS AR cards. So he's talking about those cards that came packed in with the new 3DS. I never even paid attention to them, to be honest with you, but I know what he's talking about. Me neither. I kept them in the package because I I figured they'll be worth money someday. Or you're just going to throw them away and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> like I, I'm with you, though. I, I left it in the box because I figured if I was ever going to resell it or something or yeah. whatever with it, it's all complete. Right. 
Yeah. Anyways, that's what he's talking about, those cards. Anybody who's bought a new 3DS knows because it comes with it. So anyways, basically you get a 15... Did I already read that part? Um, uh, yeah, you read that part. You're, you're searching for clues is where you're at. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, you're searching for clues in the diary, and as the game progresses, you unlock different lenses for your camera that allow you to reveal more information and dig deeper into the pages of the cursed memoir. Um, definitely could have been spooky. Uh, could have been a spookier game with more dynamic combat. Let me put in quotations. Um, but the voice acting, uh, the voice acting was quite good. Also, the fact that you need to play the bright ambient light so that oh, you need to play with bright ambient light so that the AR stuff works for sure takes away from the overall gameplay experience. Nothing beats playing a scary game. <laughs> At high noon on a sunny day. <laughs> well, I get guys. Guess he's bringing the sarcasm, and I like <laughs> that. Uh, maybe I should have tried playing it with sunglasses on. <laughs> so, so he's talking about augmented reality, which, if you don't know, is it's like uh, Pokemon Go, where it uses the camera built in, and it adds in something that isn't there. You know, like Pokemon Go. You're looking around a park and suddenly a Pikachu runs out, but that Pikachu obviously isn't there. So this is what this is doing, uh, except it's a ghost story. And yes, I can understand how that would be frustrating where you're playing an AR game. You have to, you have, to have the lights on. You can't play an AR game in the dark. And so a ghost story AR game doesn't seem like it makes sense. I agree. Right? Have you ever played an AR game, by the way? No. I haven't, but now that you've explained it that way, it makes me want to try an AR game. You didn't You didn't try Pokemon Go? No, I'm not a Pokemon fan. A fan. My son and my daughter was playing it for a while, and it just, I just did, I mean, they tried to get me into it, but it, I don't know, it just wasn't my thing. I did really like the, um, I, I like the community aspect of it, and I, and I almost kind of miss it, even though I never played it. I kind of, everybody was excited about it, and I think that was really cool. I but played I don't it a little bit, but it was just, uh, I don't know, there was a lack of depth in it for me. But we're not talking about Pokemon right. Go. We're talking about no. Spirit Camera, the Cursed Memoir. Right. <laughs> uh, right. So, Self-Destructo, thanks for taking the hit on this one. I will probably be skipping it. Um, and yeah. thank you for the review. I don't think, are you going to play? How many, I wonder no. how many um, AR games there are. I know there's a few. Well, that would have been something you should have done your research on, Curtis. You'd think so, but I didn't. <laughs> so moving on, our next review uh, was actually, I, I had asked our audience if someone would send in an audio review, and by gum, someone did. And that someone is Diego Avila, a Latino lawyer. It's really the only, if you want a lawyer, you really should go with a Latino lawyer. In, I mean, in contact Diego. Heck yeah, this guy delivers. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and listen to this along with you guys, and we'll be back in a second. Hello, Cartridge Clovers. This is Diego here. Just wanted to let you know that for March Madness, my son and I have been enjoying Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D on the 3DS. My little guy, Ephraim, is only about two years old, but somehow, he's managed to figure out jumping, moving the character left and right, and occasionally even killing a bad guy or two. I don't know. Maybe we have a future gamer in our midst. What do you think, buddy? 
He gives it a big thumbs up. That That's awesome. it. That was great. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like he's got the skill level, uh, Diego's son, of uh, P2. <laughs> so he's, he's got jump down. He's got going left and right down. I mean, that's about where P2's at, right? Eh, sounds right. Maybe he's doing a little bit better. I'm not sure. Thank you, Diego. That was an awesome audio review. Have you played Donkey Kong Country Returns, Chris? No, but I, it is one. That, no, I never did, and that's definitely one that I've always wanted because I love Donkey Kong Country. It is so flipping good. Yeah. I love that game. I would give that game a five. I would give that game a five. I got, I had it on the Wii. I, I can loved believe it. that. Yeah, yeah I, ha- I had it on the Wii. I bought it on the 3DS as well. Okay. And I will say. Yeah, and you know what? I had that recently on the Wii, and I just I just knew I wasn't going to play it for a long time, so yeah. I, I just flipped it. I oh. should have get, get it on the 3DS, though, because the port is amazing. Is it better on the 3DS? It's amazing. Okay. I mean, it's the exact same game as the Wii. Blows my mind. Oh, well, then. And, and then now, does the Wii have uh, motion controls, or is it standard? They, uh, there are a couple parts where you do motion controls. Where, uh, you have to, like, slap the ground and stuff. Okay, um, right. And you so how did that, that translate to the 3DS? I think you just, I forget what you do. You push down or R. Push down, you know, okay. You push something and They simplified it. it. Yeah, right. they simplified yeah. it. It's, it's an amazing game. Really fun, really difficult, very brutal. You will die a lot, but very fun for anybody who hasn't played it. And that port, I can speak to it. I own it. It's amazing. Sounds great. And I definitely, it's going to be on my want list. I'll be watching for it. Yeah. Um, and then we also had one more that came in late. This was uh, Mr. Matt Bandy. Um, I told him, I knew, he, I knew he was playing something and he was trying to get a review out for this, but uh, I don't think he knew we were recording today. And so I asked him for it and he texted me. Thank you, Matt Bandy. I'm going to read what you sent us right now. So he said, for this month's CC Portable, I, Matt Bandy, played Castlevania Order of Excelsia, or wait, Ecclesia? How do you say that? I don't know. Uh, do you Sounds know? Sounds good to me. Ecclesia? No. Ecclesia? Sorry, Matt. I'm butchering know. this already. So I, Matt Bandy, played Castlevania Order of Ecclesia on the Nintendo DS. OOE was the final Castlevania game released for the DS and the only Metroidvania Castlevania game I haven't played. As far as the GBA and DS Castlevania games go, this would have to be my least favorite of the series. Mm. It's a fun game and one that I would recommend to anyone who is a fan of the series, but the franchise definitely peaked at Picture of Ruin, which was the previous installment. What I found frustrating with OOE was the small level designs, the lack of a large central area to explore, as is customary in the Metroidvania-style games. Everything else about the game is good times. It controls great. It has the right amount of difficulty. Check it out. Three and a half out of five stars. Well, we don't allow halves in here. We just have high and lows. But high thank and low. you, Matt Bandy. <laughs> hey, Matt Bandy, you know what? He's a good guy. And, I mean, I, I would take he, – he knows what he's talking about. If he, if he says it, I'll, I'll go with it. He's too tall. Yeah, you know, not too many – well, he doesn't make me feel short. But not too many people make me feel short. And I know everybody makes you feel short, Curtis, but not well, too many people make me feel short. Set you up for short. that one. 
<laughs> and uh, he, he's on the cusp of making me feel short. I always have to like stand tall when I'm around yeah, him. Or no, no slouching on Mr. Matt Bandy. No, no. He was definitely a lot taller than I thought he was. Let me ask you, Chris, have you ever played a handheld Castlevania game? I have, uh, but not on the DS. I've played the, um, was it Circle the Moon or I don't yeah, know, whatever those GBA. ones. Yeah, the GBA ones. I played a couple of those, and I have to admit, I got burnt out on them, and I just haven't gone back to them. I was a big Symphony of the Night fan. I mean, I I prefer, like, if, you know, it sucks. It's like I always want It's like, man, keep the Symphony of the Night, the Metroidvania style on a console because I think it's perfect for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's a more console thing. And I felt like if you were going to continue the Castlevania on the, the handhelds, I felt like they should have just stuck with the classic style because, you know, like the NES or Super Nintendo style, I felt like lends itself to the portability as long as you add in saves and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Like you can save levels. I felt like that would have been – I thought they should have did that, but, you know, they didn't consult me on it. So. Well, that's Nintendo's so, fault. Yeah, I mean, they really – I mean, come on. I have Dude. not played a single Castlevania game on uh, a portable system. I take that back. I've played uh, the Game Boy ones, but I have not played any of the Metroidvania-style ones. Right. Now, did um, you ever play Symphony of the Night? I did. What would you think? I thought it was okay. I'm not the, okay. I'm not crazy about it, and I know I'm in the minority. No, no. I. You know what? I get it because – there is some stuff about it that's a little overwhelming. I mean, there's a lot of like stuff, armor and different swords and different spells. And I, I don't mind that. I'm I'm big into like collectathoning, but I don't like yeah. where lit and that game. Just as a sidebar, that game every it feels like every five minutes you're getting a new weapon, and yeah, all of your other weapons you ever get are obsolete at that point. Then. Right, and so you're literally just getting a new weapon every. There's no, there's like no depth to the weapon roster. You don't ever you have to use this one for this reason, and if you do, it's minimal at best, very minimal. Well, maybe it's kind of liken it to like an ability, right? Like yeah. on Double Dragon or whatever. Like yeah. when you learn the elbow, you're not going to do the other one if you, you know what I mean? Like maybe that was kind of what they were going for, and they just instead of it being an ability or like a special punch or something, they it's they just did it with weapons. Right. And I don't know it, if that translated to the, the these other Metroidvania uh, Castlevania games. Um, right. But I don't know. But thank you, Matt Bandy, for chiming in. Um, and th- so those were kind of the reviews we got from uh, for, for March Madness. But I also jumped on Twitter. I wanted to have a presence, more of a presence on Twitter this month for the CC Portable Unite um, Twitter handle. And I asked you guys uh, a question. I asked for you to let me know your most disappointing Nintendo DS game. And we got quite a few responses for this one. So people were definitely uh, ready, chomping at the bit to t- tell us about their uh, most disappointing DS game and and this you know I said Nintendo DS but it really could be anything if it was 3DS DS whatever it was all all encompassing. Uh, Matt Bandy speaking of uh, said Legend of Starfy and Steven Eider agreed. You ever played Legend of Starfy? Nope. You see that pop up on a lot of hidden gems lists. And yeah, I'm surprised I to have hear this. seen it. Yeah, I, I haven't tried it. And the fact that he says it's disappointing, uh, I just wondered maybe his expectations were too high, maybe. Possibly. I mean, it, like I said, a lot of YouTubers talk about it. 
I will say I'm disappointed to hear that because I was thinking about putting that on a poll for a CC Portable game, and now I'm rethinking that. So what do you guys think? Let me know. Is Matt Bandy correct about Legend of Starfy, or is he wrong? P1 said Legend of Legacy. Um, and this got a little back and forth going, actually. So Sergio Martinez replied, The game had flaws, but I loved how intense every fight could get in the formation system and triggering new skills in battle. P1 retorted with, I put it in a box of old <laughs> controllers and broken consoles and gave it away. <laughs> he was having I none of that conversation. That. <laughs> that was the end of it. Yeah. Case closed. P1 um, not approved. Do you know this game, Legend of Legacy? I believe it's a RPG. No, because RPGs is RPGs for me. Yeah, I, I agree. like some, but just oh, man, I mean guy. the grind, the grind. I mean, it's like I got a life to live, man. Come on, let's just get to the game. And you know what sucks about when you discover you're playing a bad RPG? You're probably not going to come to that conclusion until you've sank a few hours into this thing. And RPGs, the, I mean, there's an, well, there's a denial factor because you're co- like, all right. I'll give an unpopular hot take here. Final Fantasy VII, all right? I remember when all that was the game, when PS1 was the big thing, PlayStation, right? And, you know, I I was playing Metal Gear Solid, and I loved it, and I was playing all these different games, and I loved them, and, you know, the Resident Evil and all this stuff. And all I kept hearing about, oh, Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII, you got to play this game. You gotta play. I'm like, man, I don't know. I was like 15 hours into it, and I was just man, what am I doing? Like, it was boring. Like, I'm not a big turn-paced guy. I mean, yeah, okay, great, the story. Well, if I want a long, boring story, I can watch TV. Absolutely. Uh, And I I just, I can't... I have a hard time committing to RPGs for that very reason. It's like, what if this sucks? What if I don't like it? Because I've gotten burned Mm -hmm. before on RPGs, you know? I prefer action RPGs. I, I enjoy, I do enjoy the exploration and all like that. Zelda, I guess you, you mean Zelda. Right? Yeah. Zelda. And I, and I've heard, uh, what Chrono Trigger and I've never played it or Chrono uh, Trigger is a turn-based RPG, but what separates it from the rest of the pack is, okay. There's the no random battles. All right. See, and that, and the random battles to me, even though I did like, I, I love Zelda two, which have random battles. I just don't feel like those random battles were annoying. I played a a Pokemon game, for instance, and I was into it, but man, it was like I couldn't get five steps without a random battle, and it's like, I mean, you start getting like PTSD or something. You know, you just know it's coming. (laughs) You You do. I'm just trying to get to the edge of this level here. I'm, I'm almost there, and it's another random battle. And I get it. They're necessary to build up your character, but, I mean, come on, man. Enough's enough, you know? Yeah. Well, there's our little side tangent on what we think about RPGs in general. So thanks, P1, and your hatred <laughs> of Legend of Legacy. Uh, right. Moving on to It's Rocket Sauce. He said Super Mario 64 DS. Mm. And I wish he would have elaborated. I, don't, I, I wonder why he didn't like it, because it's pretty much a straight port of the 64 version. I would wonder if he... Yeah, I wish he would have said whether or not he liked the Super Mario 64. So if he had never played Super Mario 64 and then went right to that, um, maybe that was it, you know, because it just felt dated, maybe. Yeah, possibly. 
Um, I've played a little bit of Super Mario 64 on the DS. I know you start out as Yoshi, which is different, and you have to like mm-hmm. save Mario before you get to play as Mario. Yeah. Um, but that so I don't know if that makes it worse it. or better or what. Yeah. At least it's not Baby Mario. Yeah, that's true. None of that crying BS. Oh, I hated that, man. It was a good game, but God, I hate that crying Mario, man. I was like, dude, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Heck. Kyle underscore three two five underscore says both Zelda DS games. And see, right here, I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Kyle, because mm-hmm. I've only played Phantom Hourglass, but that game rules. Excellent. Yeah, it's a great game. Now, yeah. is it, if he's referring to Spirit Tracks, which I have not played. Now, I can understand that because it has got a lot of negativity attached to it, so maybe he was on target with that. See, I hear Spirit Tracks is better than Phantom Hourglass. Really? Because I've always heard that Spirit Tracks was the disappointment. And I like Phantom Hourglass because it had the the one vibe to it, the other cartoony one. I don't know. The the Wind Waker vibe to it. Wind Waker vibe to it. And And I thought I... Initially, I was a little disappointed that Wind Waker went with the cartoon graphics when I first saw that because the initial screenshots were like this realistic link, like kind of what we got now. Right. Um, so I was disappointed when I saw that they went with this cartoony style. But, man, once you start playing it, the gameplay is awesome. Absolutely. And I'm sure a big part of this is because it's very heavy on using the stylus. And right. And I'm sure – and I know that turns off a lot of people. But I gotta say, well, I like love the, the stylus control controls. I, I I thought it was fine. I I didn't really have a. I, I, it took a little bit to get used to. I mean, that that is kind of the knock with Nintendo when they got that gimmick aspect to it. They attach it to every other, all of their main, you know, their uh, AAA titles, and people mm-hmm. just don't want that. Like, I mean, you want to play Zelda, you don't want to be swinging a Wii Mote for seven hours or eight okay. hours. You know, you just you just want to play it. In hindsight so now, though, knowing that that time has passed, we got a f- couple fun games that uh, use the stylus, and that's okay. Yeah, I agree. Colin Mackin said, hate to say it, but I'm disappointed with Metroid Samus Returns so far. I'm wanting mm-hmm. to love it so much, but I'm not enjoying it. I'm going to see it through, though, and maybe I'll change my mind. I, I love Colin. I mean, that's my, my <coughs> number one favorite Scottish person in the world. But Colin, I don't know, man. I can't agree with that. I uh, I can't game. agree either. No, it's a really great it. game. And I know Mars I is playing it right now, and he kind of is feeling the same way. And I got to say, I'm like, I, I I just don't get this criticism. I think it's so well, great. Ma- it's such a good game. The thing with, with, with Mars, and, and I, I, you know, Kevin, I'm a big fan of you. I feel like he gets critical of things, He's looking for something to criticize with it. I could, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's right on target. He's seeing something I'm not seeing, and I'm in denial. But, man, this is a really good game. It's very solid. I feel like Nintendo knocked it out of the park with it. Could it have been improved? I guess, maybe. But I felt like I got my money's worth. Agreed. So, sorry, Colin. We don't agree with you. Um, but speaking you of Buried Kevin. on Mars, he said, WarioWare DIY. And I have not played that one. I believe that's... I haven't either. No, but I haven't played anything past the original WarioWare, which I really did like. Mm -hmm. It's a series of mini games, and they're fun. Perhaps. Real fun. It's because of the stylus again. 
I, I honestly don't yeah. know, but I would guess that is why. And, and you know what? They also did it with uh, WarioWare Shake It Up for the Wii. Yeah. And I imagine they had to do a whole lot of Wii motion controls that yep. maybe turned some people off. But, um, you know, I would probably give it a try if the price was right. I, I could see picking it up cheap. Although, know, I got to say. Pick up play game. WarioWare Smooth Moves on the Wii? Fantastic mm-hmm. game. I love that. And that had all the silly gimmicks with the Wiimote, but it was great. Okay. Well, so there it is. Maybe it's just the guy just didn't like the – he just wanted to play a standard game, and I, I can understand that. Well, and I will say the stylus is much different from the Wiimote. And so if you're not digging how the stylus plays in this, I can completely understand that. All right. Sarka Sim said Crime Scene. I don't even know this game. I'd never heard of it. And I'm I wish you would elaborate a little more on it because I don't even know what to talk about. I'm guessing it's, uh, you know what, let me just uh, look up really Is it a GTA knockoff or, I don't know. All right, Sarka. You you piqued my interest. Crime Scene is an adventure game for the Nintendo DS. Yeah, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, There we are. Wikipedia. Wow, not a lot here. Uh... Newly appointed forensics detective Matt Simmons must solve his first case, his first case, which is the double murder of a co-worker and his wife. Oh my goodness! So it's a it's a mystery solving game. You know, a, okay. it looks like it's kind of a point and click sort of thing. Um, this was on the DS. Then, it was right? on the DS. Yeah, so you got the you can dust for fingerprints with the stylus. What was it rated? Does it say? Uh, it like says M or E or it was rated M. Okay, so it's an adult game. I I like the sound of it. I mean, I I like when Nintendo kind of you know does something that's more adult oriented because that's always the knock on Nintendo, right? They're too yeah. kid oriented and sure. they don't you know like PlayStation's the adult or Xbox is the adult system, Nintendo's the kid system. So I like it when they do stuff like that. Maybe I'll give it a try just to check it out. So uh, I will. Here's another little thing. So the reception. This is. I'm reading this from Wikipedia. Randy Nelson from Nintendo Power said that while the game was able to replicate the feel of crime scene investigations, it falters with unimaginative case files, poorly translated writing, and basic mm. game mechanics. Concluding that yes, it sounds like Phoenix Wright in that respect, but crime scene has none of the charm, character, or creativity of Capcom's courtroom series. Yeah. Now, see, I heard of that other. That Phoenix Wright. Now that's a pretty popular series. I think it's really popular in Japan. I think um, it's actually going to be the game of the month in May. Well, there it is. We'll is get that to that in a little tickling bit. Tickling our rear end with a feather. Ooh, yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so the Donovan Viper says Tingles Rosy Rupee Land. He says so much promise. It just lacked the je ne sais quoi. From the wow. Zelda franchise, I know and love. I've never even heard of this game. I'm guessing this is like a. Uh, well, you know who Tingle is, right? Yeah, I know who Tingle is. Wait, what is it? Tingle's R- Ruby. Wait, Rosie Rupee Land. Tingle's Rosie. So it's just like a, a series of mini games or something, or, like, or is it like a game? Tetris? Oh no, it's a DS thing? game. I've never. No, it's heard a DS. Of this. I, I remember seeing it being released. I just never did anything. I didn't buy it or anything like that. So, yeah, stars Tingle. Uh, what is this? I've never even heard of it. 
So there's dungeons. I don't. Okay, hmm. let's see. Blah 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 blah. What kind of game is this? Dungeon adventuring. Uh, okay, hold on. Subsequent gameplay is built upon finding as much money as possible, but also mixed with traditional Zelda dungeon adventuring and puzzle elements. Weird. I've never heard of that game. Kind of intriguing, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, you know, kind of a popular Zelda character. I had no idea he had a little spin-off game. But it yeah. lacked the je ne sais quoi from the Zelda franchise that Donovan Viper knows and loves. And I'm going to take him at his word and not play it. Boy, you're in the big league with this next reviewer. Yeah, Pixel Sickle. Oh. Chimed in. Big That's time, Ian dude. from the CU podcast. And he said the Mean Girls game because I can't find it. <laughs> what? Yeah. I have so many well. questions. Why is he looking for the Mean Girls game? What is the Mean Girls game? And why can't he find the Mean Girls game? I don't know. He works at a game store. Yeah. Let's see. Like... The, the Mean Girls... DS. Let's see if I can find. Is it? I wonder if it's rare. Well, how funny would it be if oh, that was like the stadium events of DS? It's a canceled. Oh, game. get canceled! Dang. Ah. Oh, there are screenshots though. Interesting. Man, that means there's a prototype out there somewhere. Prototype. <laughs> it's lost. The status is lost. Oh wow! According Man, to that's lost gonna pop media up in five, ten years someone's yard sale yep there we go well good pick there pixel sickle because uh, now i am intrigued yep and then this here. next one's a doozy this is our last one that came from twitter it's x dial g a three six one four four five x i cannot confirm if that is a russian bot or not i'm going to <laughs> it rolls off the tongue though it is not yeah it rolls off the tongue <laughs> and uh, he or she said, for me, Zelda Phantom Hourglass. I didn't like the Ocean King Temple. I tried, and I wanted to like it. So another vote down for Zelda Phantom Hourglass. And I wish I could remember mm. the Ocean King Temple. I know there's a temple in the game, and this might be it, where you keep going back to it throughout the yeah. game, and you kind of get a little bit further in it every time because you have a time limit, and you can only go so right. far. Right, right. And I can understand I, you know, I how that would turn it so people long, off. It would be hard for me to remember all. Of it. I just knew that I remember really liking it. I like. I mean, because I just got off, you know, of the the previous title and um, the Wind Waker, and so it was just. Yeah, I was all into it, man. I dug it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, clearly this is a controversial game, and perhaps it yeah. deserves to be on a poll. I think it might have already been on a poll. Technically, it was. Um, for the CC Portable. Um, and I definitely want people to play it and see what it's all about. So we'll see coming up in the future, maybe in Season 2, we'll get to Zelda and Phantom Hourglass. We will see. But those are all the, uh, the, the things I got on Twitter for that. I did ask one final question just to kind of wrap up this month, this March Madness. And I had a poll on Twitter. I said, which do you prefer? And I laid out the Nintendo DS the Nintendo 3DS, and the Nintendo 2DS. And uh, we, got some, we got some votes in, and coming in in last place with 12% was the Nintendo 2DS, hmm. which I can understand. It's new. Probably the least owned. It's, yeah, it's the imagine. least owned. Um, it's a great system, though. So it's really... It's, oh, it yep. it, it's worth the, the, you know, the price. Yep. Um, but that was third, nonetheless. Second... 
with 29% was the Nintendo DS, which means the Nintendo 3DS won with 59%. So people are digging the 3DS. Now, I think a better question or a follow-up question should have been, how many of you play your 3DS in the 3D mode? That. Because I never do. Why didn't I do I that? Always... That's a great question. I... It is, man. What's up? Uh, I always play it with the 3D. I mean, I, I tried it at first, but it was just like, eh, I don't need it. I'll tell you I, what. I just, I just turned it right off. I'm going on Twitter right now. Uh-oh. And I'm going to start the a Twitter poll. machine. I'm going to go into the Twitter machine. And I'm going to start a poll, and we're going to figure that out. So for you listeners out there, if you want to find out uh, who uses or how many people use 3D mode on their 3DSs, you head over to at CC Portable Unite, give it a follow, and see what uh, see what everyone chose. So there you go. Thanks for the plug, Chris. There it is. And that is it for March Madness. We got through it. Can you believe it? I believe it. Some good stuff. You're the pro's pro, man. Some you good stuff. Along. We got to talk about a lot of games, which is what I wanted. Some good, yep. some bad, some intriguing. Some Mm -hmm. lost, perhaps never to be seen again. (laughs) Right. Uh, Do you have anything you would like to add to to close out the 3DS talk or the DS talk? Um, I I I would say, well, you know what? I might. I don't know if this is closing it out, but I want to see Switch on the poll because I feel like it's more of a portable console to me. So let's get let's get the Switch into the portable podcast here. Okay. Okay. Well, I uh, I do own a Switch now, and I will say, I have been considering it. So maybe after the 3D poll, I'll throw up a poll mm-hmm. asking what people think about the Switch and its portability, and we'll go from there. What do you think about that? Hey, let the fans speak. I that's what I am all about. And speaking of the fans, let's talk about what's coming up in the next three months, shall we? Because we'll do it. This was chosen by you, people. So next month in April, we had our ring cleaning poll, and you guys chose Sonic the Hedgehog for the Game Gear. Now, that is available on the eShop. If you don't have a Game Gear, you can get it for your 3DS and play it on there. And I really think this is going to be a trippy game. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. Maybe somewhere in the middle. We'll find out. I have no idea, but I'm excited to play it. Chris, do you have any thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog for the Game Gear? Uh, play it on the play Sonic one on the Nomad. No, Chris, that's not the <laughs> oh, game of the month. The game of the month oh, is Sonic the Hedgehog on Game Gear. Oh, I see. All right, all right. Um, yeah, you know, hey, it's Sonic. It's not as fast as the Genesis, obviously, but um, I felt like it was true to the game. I mean, I, I You've played, played it. it? Mhm. I, I bought a Game Gear, brand new at Walmart. Really. Yeah, I did buy Sonic 2 because that was the game that was out at the time. But uh, I eventually picked up a, a you know, a used copy of Sonic and you know, I dug it. It was good. I was a Nintendo fanboy, but you know, hey, Sega has some quality stuff out there. The Game Gear not necessarily being one of them, but they they had some good stuff. They did, and I'm trying to show some love to the Game Gear. Get it in there before the end of our first year of CC Portable. And it, what better game to play than Sonic the Hedgehog, you know? Yep, get your get your game gears recapped. <laughs> Absolutely. Get ready. <laughs> and that's coming up next month, but after that in May, 
We had another poll winner, and that was our Maysteries poll. Little yes. play on mysteries, if you didn't get that. And this was an intense poll. It was only two games, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, and Professor Layton in the Curious Village. And I'll tell you, this went back and forth. Did you see this, Chris? I did. I mean, and it, the went, results it went down close. to the wire. Like, the final yeah. minutes decided which game it was going to play. It was so neck and neck. And in fact, uh, the winning game won with 51% to 49% out of 41 votes. So that means wow. that it really did come down to one vote. It really did. And, and now I wish game, I voted twice. And that game is Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Hey, he's not a Latino lawyer, but he's an Ace Attorney. You know, maybe maybe Diego would be a great guest for that episode. What do you think about that? I, I think he'd be an excellent guest. A lawyer talking about the lawyer game? It's, it's mm-hmm. a match made in heaven. Well, you guys chose it. I will say uh, I was a little bit leaning towards the Professor Layton, but I am excited to play them both. And uh, clearly, we got to get Professor Layton back on a poll sometime because you guys were fighting... Uh, back and forth on that one so that was crazy so thank you for all your votes for that and then here we go the big june game announcement so if you didn't know june is actually when season two of cc portable begins and if you remember way back last year in june i chose the very first cc portable game it was donkey kong 94 for the game boy and so i decided you know what we're not doing a poll for the June's game of the month. No, I'm going to choose again because it's the beginning of season two and we're sticking with the theme, my choice for the first game of the year. And, you know, I picked a game that just keeps coming up. People clearly want to play it. I feel like it's going to haunt me if we don't play it. So we're going to play it to get it out of the way. I'm excited. I know you guys will be. We're going to be playing Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. For the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color. That's a great choice, man. I mean, it's that that was one of the games that really made me. Uh, and now I'm talking. I played the first version, not the the DA. I mean, I played them both. But at the time, I remember when I got Link's Awakening, I was like, man, this this Game Boy, it's, it's got. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it, it really made me realize how close to a NES portable NES it was. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you see this game frequently come up when you see the best Zelda games of all time. This frequently yep. will come up, if not in the top five, right near the yep. top five. I, I've seen it in people's top three. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's it's that good. It is that good. So go out there, find your Link's Awakening DX. DX is basically, it adds an extra dungeon that was made for the Game Boy Color. So if you have the regular Link's Awakening for Game Boy, uh, that will work fine too. You'll just get a little extra content when we talk about that color dungeon that was added yep. in the DX version. So, And that's it. You'll have to listen next month to see what our big July game is going to be. But uh, thank you, Chris, for coming here, hanging out, chatting some Nintendo DS and 3DS. Well, hey, man, I, you know, 
Curtis, you know, you're my boy and, and, uh, on the podcast, or off the podcast, I always enjoy hanging out with you and talking to you and you're doing a great job on this. I mean, it's definitely one of the podcasts I always enjoy listening to. I always look forward to the episode. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Thanks, man. Glad to have you here. And, uh, you know, we should plug you again. You're one of the new hosts of Dollar Dorks. And uh, where can we find you with all this stuff? Well, um, Derek would probably do better at plugging all that because I'm still kind of, uh, you know, I'm a junior partner, I guess. Sure. So uh, I'm sure you can find Dollar Dorks on uh, Podbeam and iTunes and all that. You just type in Dollar Dorks and I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, You can find me at CWR2. That's just the number two. Uh, at you know at that on uh, Twitter and Instagram and that's usually where I'm chilling at. Or you can catch me on eBay at CWR74 if you want to buy some stuff and help feed my kids. I got a family. I got kids to raise. <laughs> yeah, and it's always fun to see what stuff you throw up. All this random dishes and cameras and it's not just video games, people. He's got everything. No. He's a one-stop I, I, shop. Honestly, I sell less games than most. I, I, even though they they're easy sellers, obviously, but I I sell a lot of more household stuff than anything else, and my profits are high on those things. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, once again, thanks for being here. Go check out cartridgeclub.org, and until next time, Chris, sign us off. Uh, post it and toast it, or. <laughs> What is what do they say? That's it. That's what we're going with. <laughs> okay. <laughs>